0: This is realestateinvestingmastery.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. As usual, we're glad you're here, really glad you're here. And uh, I'm excited about this podcast, especially because we have a good friend, Mike Nelson, on the line with us. Uh, He's a wholesaler extraordinaire. Mike, where are you from?
1: Uh, I'm originally from Philadelphia, but I live down here in Richmond, Virginia now. Oh,
2: (laughs) Alex's backyard.
1: No, not 100% of
2: my backyard. That's uh a couple hours away, but no, we did, we are doing deals there. Yeah. Speaking of Alex, how are you Alex? Uh speaking of Joe, I'm doing all right, man. Good. Good. Everybody Good, good things, good things going on um, you know you... Oh, we lost Alex. It's interesting uh, when you think uh you're like, man, this I, I I couldn't have followed up with this seller, um, you know, enough, and now it seems like uh, the deal is dead, and then you get that call the next day. So it's funny how the business works.
0: Well, that's good, good for you, you. know,
2: good for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. It was a deal I really wanted too. I, I want them all, you know, but uh, <laughs> because we had that really big deal that just happened, and then I was like, oh, but I really want this one over here. So I, I was happy. I was happy. It, it looks like it's going to work out.
0: Well, good, good. I am actually in a Starbucks parking lot right now. Um, Wow. Yeah, I'm in a... uh, I I used to do these coaching calls, and I still do them once in a while. I call them coffee on the dash. Oh, that's right. I like to work from Starbucks, so I'll put my coffee... I'll sit in the parking lot with my computer and my headset, but I'll put my coffee on the dash so it doesn't look like I'm freeloading off the Internet here. So I have my coffee on the dash, and it's still hot, but... uh, I'm at a Starbucks, just kind of wanted to get out of the house, but um, I was talking to my kids early this morning, and it was interesting because I was listening to them talk to each other. I have two boys and two girls. My two boys are um, nine and seven, and they're talking about what they want to do when they grow up, and one guy, one of my sons was saying, one guy, one guy was saying, uh, yeah, I want to work at McDonald's, man, and get all this free French fries, and the other one said, oh, but you'll only make like $5 an hour. I want to work at like Long what's it Long um Long Longhorn.
2: Horn Steakhouse.
0: I want to work at Longhorn. You'll get like $15 an hour.
2: Nice.
0: <laughs> and so I thought, hmm, maybe I should chime in and uh give them some fatherly advice and I said, "Well, would you rather work for a restaurant or own the restaurant?" And they didn't understand what that meant and I started Interesting. I said, "Well, I, let's let's talk about this for a little bit." And so I had a great conversation with them for like 20 minutes about the difference between you know working for an employer and being your own boss and owning your own business. And they were saying, oh, yeah, so I can own my own business and make lots of money. And I said, well, you know what? It's more than just making lots of money. It's about the freedom that working for yourself gives you. And I talked about how we went to Prague for a couple months. And, and I said, you know, we could go to Florida tomorrow if we wanted to and go to Disneyland. And they got all excited. I said, well, you know, we're not going to. But I could if we wanted to, couldn't I? Because I don't have to report to a boss, and I said, you know, if you worked for a boss, there's nothing wrong with that, but you'd only get two weeks of vacation a year. And so you could only go on vacation if your boss lets you go. Isn't that horrible? And they're like, oh, wow, that is, that really stinks. (laughs) So um, I just thought it was funny. I guess I need to do a better job of bringing this to their attention more frequently because, um, you know, I, I don't want them to feel like they're only escape out of the rat race is working hard until they're 65 so that maybe they can retire and maybe they can have enough money in their 401k to give them a meager living when they retire. And by the way, the whole time until you're 65, you have to sacrifice and and, and scrape by just so you can have enough so when you're finally 65, you can finally retire and finally start spending all this money. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: No, it's true. I mean, my dad, um, you know, worked for the city for for New York City so long. And uh, he's still continuing to work for them. Um, you know, and you get a pension and, and you get all, you know, get all these nice things. But, um, you know, it seems like he's worked so hard um, many hour days Um you know, it's getting to the point where he can retire if, uh, you know, if he wants. But, you know, he's certainly earned it by putting in that time. And, uh, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of that time is spent uh, away from home and, uh, you know, serving serving the city and, and making them, you know, money and making it run and all that stuff rather than um, taking that time, investing in your family and yourself. I mean, indirectly, you're investing it into your family because, you're, you know, you're paying the bills and whatnot. But. It'd just be so awesome if, you know, you're able to take that time, invest in your family, you know, but also, you know, be there with them, and and that's what we're able to do, and that's why it's so awesome.
0: Well, that's why I love this business, but I still want to tip my hat off to your dad because absolutely, you know, he's a he's a hard worker, and if it's it wasn't for guys like him working those blue collar jobs, um, you know, we we would not be a prosperous country like we are yeah so, you know I'm, at right. the same time i'm i'm grateful for men and women who are working hard and 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 clock, he's a mechanic
2: punching. mechanic by the way and does, okay yeah and he does very well i mean the city new york city they pay you really really well it's not like he's you know some in in some backyard uh you know shop making you know ten dollars an hour i mean right. this, you you make close to six <laughs> figures working at the city
0: but <laughs> yeah. if you if you asked him would, and the cost of living is really high there as well. But, I mean, if you asked him, would you have rather spent um, all these years working for the man or would you rather be the man, you know, working for yourself? What do you think? Well, say? I mean,
2: he sees what I'm doing now and he's – and it's funny, you know, because he's like – he's like, you know, I really – when I was younger, you know, I had the option to do the 401Ks and all that stuff and I never did that. Um, you know, cause I, you know, I just wanted, you know, to keep as much money as uh, as I could. And he's just like, you know, for, uh, he, he said, he's kind of, you know, wishes that he had the opportunities that I had because, um, you know, he's doing the slow and steady thing rather than, um, being able to do the, uh, you know, make a lot at once <laughs> approach. And he said he said, yeah, it requires sacrifice because you don't necessarily know every day where that next paycheck is coming from. And it's true. I mean, you have to be able to have a strong mindset and be very disciplined not to spend every cent that you get from every deal that you get. Um, but uh, it's a great lifestyle. You just have to be mentally strong and uh, and and able to make it work, and, and you know, and treat it like a business rather than a hobby. You know,
0: right? And I'm sure Mike Nelson would would agree with that. It's 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 hard work, you know, and um, you have to be disciplined. You have to be focused, and you can't treat it like a hobby. You got to treat real estate like a business, and understand that this business is all about marketing. It's all about systems. It's about automating those systems. And uh, cause I was telling my boys, I say, you know, would you rather? Um, I was saying, well, what if you know, what if this summer you 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 did a job? I mean, you started a business. What would you do? And we talked about lemonade stands and and mowing grass and stuff. And they're like, man, I don't want to wait till summer. Let's do it right now. I can sell hot chocolate. I said, well, okay, let's let's take one step at a time. And uh, and then I said, uh, how about, um, what if you what if you said to the neighbor, hey, I'll cut your grass for ten bucks. And the neighbor says, okay. And then you go ask one of your friends, you say, hey, I'll pay you five bucks to cut that grass. And uh, it's funny, my, my youngest son said, oh, that's great. My other son said, that's not fair. But I explained, I said, you know what, is it really? I mean, you, 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 you found a customer that was willing to pay you $10, right? And then you found somebody else that was willing to do the work for you for five bucks. So I asked him this real simple question, how much work did you do to earn that $5? Well, not much. Who did most of the work? well the guy who did the labor so my point is it's just like real estate you know you find somebody that's willing to sell you the house um and then you find somebody else that's willing to pay you a little more for it but but anyway we, i i digress from uh, our introduction here i wanted want to tell everybody go to realestateinvestingmastery.com realestateinvestingmastery.com and check out our fast cash survival kit we uh Alex and I did some videos on there explaining in detail and in depth how to flip a deal from beginning to end, and whether the house has equity or not. We talk about marketing, the marketing that we use, the free systems and the the systems that we pay for, how to find, hire, and train virtual assistants to do all that marketing for you. I mean literally, you could take this course that we've put together and sell it for a hundred bucks $1, a thousand bucks, and we're giving it away for free and we have our Triple money back guarantee. If you don't like it, we'll give you your money back. And it's really good. So check it out. Um, And I think on our last episode, if I'm putting these in the right order, we had a challenge. So if you've not listened to that episode that we did with... um, Oh, who was it? Doggone, it's at the tip of my tongue. I forget. But it was the last episode. We did... (laughs) Oh, Shoot. I should remember we we threw out the uh, gauntlet. We said, "Hey, this is a, we put out a challenge. If you do a deal, and if you're a rookie, um, Alex and I will pay you a thousand bucks. You need to send us a video testimonial and uh, put uh give us a copy of the check, and we'll we'll put you in a drawing to give you a thousand bucks if you do a deal and send us a testimonial." Um, so anyway, let's get on here with uh, with Mike. Mike, you're in uh, Virginia. How you doing, man?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on.
0: Good is the uh, is it. How's the weather out there?
1: Uh, I just walked outside. I just came in. It's uh, it's not bad. It's about forty degrees.
0: Okay, that's cool. That's about thirty-five here in St. Louis, but uh, <laughs> I uh, the the um, it's chilly out here still. Though I'm surprised it's just as cold almost in Virginia. But man, you've hey. been uh, I, I think I heard Alex. No, maybe not. I think Alex might have to go. He uh, he said he has a um. Um, an appointment, a meeting, that he had to bail out to, and it was my fault that we started this podcast late. So, Mike, I'm sorry for starting this late. And,
1: hey, no problem,
0: and, and thanks for your patience. Um, so, you're in Virginia, and uh, I first heard about you, I think, on the Facebook group, on Alex's Facebook group, wholesaling houses full time. I think that's right, isn't it? You're pretty active on there still.
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm I'm still active on there, but uh, yeah, I I, I love the ju- group, enjoy the group, and. Uh, yeah, try to give input as much as possible.
0: And you give a lot of good input. I mean, you, you give a lot of good advice to people. You're wholesaling deals right now. Let's talk about uh, your background a little bit, Mike. Um, what what were you doing pre real estate days?
1: Uh, pre real estate days, I was working a full time job, uh, working for the power company down here in, uh, in Virginia. And uh, basically, you know, that was what I was doing. When I was working that job, I wanted to get into real estate. You know, I saw that. You know, I read the book *Rich Dad Poor Dad*. I saw that. You know, I, I did research about wholesaling and signing contracts. And um, we went out there. We got we got our first deal under contract. Me and my partner. Um, you know, Darren.
0: What year was this?
1: This was in uh two thousand and nine. Right after I graduated college. Okay. And we went out there after reading Richard at Port Dad, we got our first deal under contract um and what we realized was that we didn't know a lot yeah <laughs> got that got that first deal under contract, and the owner of the property he asked us if we can give him a two thousand dollar earnest money deposit down and um, I went back to my partner, I said, "Hey, let me talk to my partner and he told us, uh you know he wanted this two thousand dollars, and we didn't have it. We was just newly graduates out of college. And we ended up taking it out of our 401ks, giving it to this guy. Oh. We, sent it, we sent it to him through PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up uh, losing out on that deal. The seller backed out, and he walked away with our $2,000. He and backed was, out? He backed out because wow. what happened was is he tried to get the uh, title company to somehow pay him. And he had power of attorney to sell the property for his mother, and a title company said, "No, we're not having that." And the guy said, "Well, your title company isn't willing to work with us, so we're back. He, he's backing out of the deal. I'm keeping your earnest money deposit." That was uh, that. That was our entry to to real estate investing. Wow.
0: <laughs> okay. All right.
1: Yeah. So um, after that, uh, me and my partner, we both said, "Hey, we we still want to do this." But what we realized was that to get that deal, we got that one on Craigslist, but we also sent out a ton of mailers. And we was getting calls while we were at the job. And we realized that we could not answer the phones while we was working a full-time job. Yeah. And that would, that's what ultimately led us into virtual wholesaling and outsourcing our business to make it work while we were working full-time jobs. Mm,
0: music to my ears. <laughs> so you're making your business work for you instead of the other way around. Exactly. So cool. So you've been – so you've been, when did you leave your job or have you left it yet?
1: Uh, no, actually I, I haven't left my job yet. Um, I'm still, I'm working in, in nine different States right now still working this job, but wow, I, we've outsourced it to the point where, you know, our business is like you said, it's working for us. Um, you know, we're also big on setting goals and, you know, my goal uh, is to retire completely, not have to work, you know, again and just have my businesses running for me by the age of 30. So, once that occurs, uh, that's when I'll ultimately leave my job, and I'll be able to just coast.
0: <laughs> well, how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Uh, I'm 26.
0: Wow. I thought you were in your 30s. I mean, like, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, that's a compliment. I mean, like, <laughs> because the uh, the amount of wisdom and, and, and good advice that you give um, on your emails and your website and your Facebook posts, uh, yeah, I thought you were uh, older than that, but good. <laughs>
1: cool. it.
0: So you want to retire in four years? That's not too hard to do. I mean what so tell me a little bit more about your goals.
1: Uh well ultimately what I plan on doing is uh you know, I've gotten big over the past year and a half on notes. Um, I started out uh you know, actually one of our first deals was a lease a lease option and um what I did was is I had a note on the property that's mm. you know continuing to pay off pay me every month um for the down payment. That the uh, tenant buyer placed on the property. More music so, to my ears. <laughs> and uh, what that that helped me realize was that I, I like cash flow. Yeah. And you know, cash flow is king. So my goal is to to build up, you know, my my notes portfolio to build up my rental property portfolio to where, yeah, yeah, we do. You know, with wholesale our wholesaling business, we're making more than what we're making at a full time job. But like Alex said in the beginning, his father said, you never know where your next check is going to come from. Whereas, you know, a full time job, you know where it's going to come from. And, um, you know, I'm big on cash flow. I want to be able to have X amount of dollars coming in every month, you know, uh, you know, nonstop from just these notes, these rental properties. That's what that's what my ultimate goal is uh, to to make ten thousand dollars a month and, you know, cash flow,
0: you know. $10,000 $10,000 a month is a ton of money if if you don't have if you're not working for it and you don't have any debt. Exactly. <clears throat> you know, you could and this that's one of my big goals too is is uh, to completely get out of debt and have 10 to $15,000 a month coming in in passive income. And that's that that means you may think, "Oh, that's not much money." Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. If you don't have any debt, you can live pretty high on the hog with $10,000 a month, can't you? Oh, yeah you know you could i mean what you just you should spend some time write it down what you really need to survive and live and be comfortable and uh you'd be shocked it's only a few thousand dollars and then you know if you own your own car you own your own house um you have you have food and and uh, if you have kids you know obviously you have to take care of your kids and stuff but um that I love that I love in fact there's a guy uh one of my friends he um he really wants to live in this uh very expensive wealthy area of California. And he wants a house on the ocean with an infinity pool that kind of leads into the ocean. So from the house, you know, you look over the infinity pool and you see the ocean, right?
1: I'm picturing and, it right now. Yeah.
0: All right, so <laughs> you know, to live in this area, to rent a place, um it's at a minimum of 6 grand a month is what he would need to rent a really nice place in this area where he likes. 6 grand a month. Well, you know what he set out to do? He went out to find build passive income either through rental properties or notes. And uh he raised up enough passive income to make that $6,000 payment for him. All right? And so all he's doing now, he's he's he he bought some rental properties, he got some notes, and now he's getting over $6,000 a month and he's just putting all of that towards his house payment. So now he lives like a uh a rock star in this place, and he's not lifting a finger to pay the rent, you know? And uh, I just love the idea of thinking differently like that. It is all about cash flow, isn't it? Exactly. Cool. So, um, all right, so I want to talk more about the, nort- the notes, creating notes, because I think that's that's fascinating, and not a lot of people really know about that. Um, mm. There's many different ways to make notes. But, um, all right, so you're still – you're still working your full-time job because you want to retire at 30, yes. And uh, so your goal is to start building up these these wholesaling. I, I imagine the way you have it set up is wholesaling pays the bills, and uh, it feeds your business, right? It pays the bills. You're setting aside, and you're using some of those profits to buy those rental properties, mm-hmm. and to uh, to feed the marketing machine that gives you those notes, right?
1: Well, actually, uh, my job pays the bills and, uh, you know, my wholesale, the wholesaling business, it just, it, it continues to market and, and help me buy those rental properties. Yeah. Uh, I've actually gotten to the point where I have, you know, specific niches where we're not sending off a ton of mailing. So we're not, we used to, you know, send off 3,000 to 5,000 mail pieces a month. But now, you know, we cut that down to about 400 mail pieces a month and we're still able to do, you know, five to 10 deals a month. So, um, you know, I'm very big on niches. Uh, Far as, you know, getting notes on lease options, we just basically market through Craigslist, um, you know, some of the sometimes with these uh, you know, these 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 niches that we're going after and speaking of these niches, some of them that includes probates, um, you know, delinquent taxes. We realize that we're able to do lease options on some of these properties depending on what areas we're in. And um that's when I'll have a note. Uh, I'll place a note on the property. It's actually unsecured, but it's still a note, and I haven't had any tenant buyers that haven't been paying on them. Excellent. But um it, it works well for us.
0: So cool, I mean, i I like the idea of niches, and you you mentioned a few of them there. you mentioned uh delinquent taxes mm-hmm. and um you mentioned uh probate, i think yes yes, what are some other niches you like to go after
1: uh let's see um, I've dealt... no i I've, i I've actually i haven't dealt with divorces um i I like to go down to the courthouse and just you know do research. And, um, you know, I haven't looked at divorces yet, but probates are really big and uh, delinquent taxes and liens. Um, I'm actually looking. I spoke to a guy yesterday because I dealt with a property a while back where I couldn't do anything with it because it had uh, child support liens and, you know, criminal criminal liens on the property. And um, from talking to him, he was, I found out from dealing with a buyer uh, that I, I, was ta- I sold a property to yesterday. He said, "Yeah, that guy, he sold that property that you had." And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, how, did he, how was he able to do that? Well, he's able to uh, you know, negotiate these liens down to the point where he's making if it's 20,000 $20, dollars in liens, he can talk them down to $1,000 dollars, and then he can go and sell the property for 40 or whatever. But uh, you know, the cut to the chase. I'm going to start looking into liens on properties that or properties that have liens, criminal liens or child support liens. And I'm going to, you know, try to reenact what he did. And, uh, that's going to be another niche of mine.
0: Interesting. So you're not sending out thousands and thousands of mail to the same list that everybody else is sending to.
1: No, niches are key. They're King.
0: The riches are in the niches. (laughs) I like that. So, um, very cool now you have to obviously these lists work well because they're not easy to get right
1: uh I mean they're most people won't go through the hassle of getting them, so yeah, I guess you can say that they're not as easy to get
0: okay, cool, and so, what do you send to these guys? just uh i want to buy your house type of a message
1: yeah, I like to keep it really simple uh you know if you if I send yellow letters i'm I'm interested in buying your house. Uh my my name's Mike Nelson and I would like to buy your house at property address. Here's my phone number. Um I I'm big on a uh, Chris Chico system so I yeah. use his postcard. Uh if I if I send to these niches I'll use his postcard and just keep it simple.
0: Good old Chris Chico. He's uh he got me and Alex started as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, in the in the virtual side of the business. Um Yeah, it He's, you know, he's not that old either, and I, I sometimes think of him as the kind of like the godfather of virtual wholesaling. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably still in his thirties. Um, so cool. Now, you uh, you're wholesaling five to ten deals a month. Mm-hmm. What types of deals are they? Are they um, what? What percent of your deals would you say are uh, have lots of equity, traditional wholesaling, or um, lease option flips?
1: Uh. Ninety percent of my deals are whole uh, wholesale deals, okay. where you know they have equity in the property and we're able to flip them. Um, the other half, you know, I'll, I'll deal with lease options. Um, you know, and that's that's ultimately my goal is to, to, like I said, get those notes to the point where I'm getting that passive income. Uh, subject to, I've dealt with a couple of them. It, it i like i said you know i like to do as less work as possible yeah. and the subject to deals they require me to to do a lot more research on the property yeah they're worth it but uh you know i like to focus on other marketing channels in my free time
0: now you don't have much free time how do you handle the calls and the uh the business while you while you're still working
1: well uh, my i have six virtual assistants working for me right now cool um i have uh i have students as well, so I have two virtual assistants that handles calls for them in the other states that we're working at, working at in, and uh, I have two virtual assistants working in my virtual markets. Um, I also have a social media VA and I have an SEO VA. Um, basically, when calls co- we, when I send out letters, the calls will come into our voicemail. Uh, the my assistants they will screen the calls in my voicemail. They will call the sellers back, gather more information. Um, after that. They will send the leads off to my partners on the ground because you know I'm not visiting the properties myself. Uh, my partners on the ground they will uh, give me comps. They'll give us a ballpark figure as to what we can offer on the property to wholesale it. They'll shoot that number back to my VAs and my VAs will call the sellers and let them know, hey, this is how much we can pay for the property. If you're interested, we'll get somebody out there to go and take a look, and you know we'll we'll get a contract signed if you're interested. Uh, my partners. They'll go out there. They'll make the offer on a property, get it under contract. And the joy about, uh, you know, about what I do is that I don't have buyers myself. Uh-huh. I, don't do, I don't do any marketing for buyers because I deal with other people on the ground, wholesalers, who have buyers. And I like it. what they're doing is, is they're selling all my deals for me. So, uh, you know, people always say, Mike, you know, you, you work this job. You don't have – how do you find time? Well, cause, because I don't do anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I had uh, – I went to the bank yesterday, and I deposited $3,000. It was a $1,000 check and a $2,000 check.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, it's not a big deal. I took a picture of it, and I was thinking – I was wondering about emailing it out to, to people and to my list, not to brag but to show them, look – and but I, I haven't sent it out yet, but I was you got me thinking maybe I should because it's it's only three thousand, but guess how much work I did to make that money
1: exactly
0: none <laughs> all I did, Mike was I sent some postcards out to click to mail somebody else answered the phone, somebody else met, met with the seller, somebody uh-huh. else got it under contract, somebody else sold it and and somebody else handled all the paperwork
1: and <laughs> the joy of it.
0: And I didn't. I'm. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. I didn't do a thing. Exactly. Uh, and so that that is real. It, it really can be done. Um, now I have to share some of that with my partners, right? I'm not keeping all three thousand dollars of that. But uh, at the still, I, I. It's it's a great thing that I was talking about to my kids. Uh, would you rather be the one that flipping burgers, or would you rather be the one that owns the restaurant, who has the systems in place? So that work gets done, and you have the freedom to do whatever you want. Um,
1: exactly. So cool. And, Go ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, what I was gonna say is, uh, you know, I actually uh, I have a student here in Richmond. We We, we uh, She went out to a property yesterday, and I well, I just passed the lead off to her. I could have went out there myself, and you know, we'll make five thousand dollars on this deal. I could have took it myself and made five thousand dollars, but I wanted to give her the experience, and I simply I just didn't feel like going out to the property, so I sent her out there we're getting it under contract, you know, I don't have a problem splitting fifty-fifty as an assignment fee, 50-50, yep. if I don't have to do anything for it.
0: Yeah. You know, if you, uh, you guys listening to this um, podcast, you should go back a few episodes and listen to the interview we did with Jake Duvall. Uh, Jake was a guy, one of my students actually, and good friends, but uh, he was living in the Bay Area of San Francisco and is really struggling to do deals out there because it's so expensive and it's very competitive and Um, his, he, he moved or he had to move or his wife got a job or something like that down in Fresno, which is another market a couple hours away. And, uh, he couldn't move yet because he's still tied down to a job, but, uh, he was driving around town and he saw in Fresno, I think is what it, where it was. And he saw a bunch of bandit signs of we buy houses, you know? So he called those wholesalers up and said, Hey, um, if I find the sellers and pre-screen them. Um, and I find a good lead. If I send it to you, will you meet with the seller, get it under contract, and split the wholesale fee with me 50 50? 50, 50. And uh, out of the five or six wholesalers that he called, he found one or two really serious wholesalers you know, guys who weren't just went to a seminar, but people that were serious about it. And that's all he does now. And so he does the marketing and uh, he has VAs that pre screen the calls. Or he might even take the calls himself. But when he gets a hot lead, he sends it to his wholesaler friend who meets with the sellers, already good you know, at, at uh, negotiating and meeting with sellers, negotiates a good price, and he has already a huge rock-solid buyers list. So he texts out, he sends a few texts, gets it sold in a few hours, right? And uh, he splits the wholesale fee with this guy. Um, I just love that business because you can do that virtually from anywhere in the world if you have partners and teams that will help you with that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And – uh um so yeah the, he was doing that for over i think about a year while he was living in the bay area he was wholesaling deals in fresno and uh, he finally moved to fresno when he was able to leave his jobbers and i asked him well, said i said well what'd you do in different he said nothing even though he lives in the same st- in the same town he's still doing the same thing you know <laughs> he's just doing the marketing taking the calls and sending them to his uh, boots on the ground guy um but anyway very cool i love that um so you're doing you're you're you have VAs that you're you're doing the marketing. I'm sure you have systems in place where so the VAs are doing a lot of that marketing for you, right? Yes. What uh, talk a little bit more about some of your favorite marketing?
1: Uh, well, every now and then, you know, I like to hit the uh, absentee owners. I mean, I don't I don't talk down on absentee owners because you know we just picked up a deal from an absentee owner post, um, you know, mailing last week. So uh, I like absentee owners. Uh, my favorite would have to be probate. Okay. Um, probate are they're great. Um, I'll have somebody with, and whenever whatever city I'm working in, I'll have somebody go down to the probate office and um, they'll pull the records. And you know, also if they're online, I'll hire a VA to to pull them. But probate and um, baking I love driving for dollars in my local neighborhood. Although I have somebody else do it, um, you know, whenever I'm out, I love driving for dollars. Just uh, about two two three weeks ago, maybe I went out to go eat. And um, I drove around the neighborhood. It's a nice neighborhood, and I found I seen a property, and it 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 fits the category of a vacant property. And this property, it it didn't have any shades in the window. The grass has it must have been cut by the neighbors, but the house just looked like you know it's been sitting in the sun. It's you know it's it's losing color. Yeah. But um, what I did was I carried my iPad around with me all the time, and you know I, I drove away. But then something told me. I said I have to get in touch with this with this owner. And I did a skip trace using uh, my skip trace service Accurant, and I found uh, a number, a phone number for the person who owned the property. I seen that it was a uh, absentee owner, and I called this guy. And this guy, he, uh, you know, I told him, I said, "Hey, I'm interested in your property at this address." He said, "Oh, have you seen it? It's it's completely gutted." And uh, I said, "Yeah, I'm actually sitting out in front of it right now." And he told me he told me that he gutted the property about uh, three years ago. And now he's going through a divorce, and you know he's he's waiting for his divorce to be over, which is going to be May fifth. So come May fifth, this guy is going to sell me this property. We you know negotiated. We, I went out there take a, took a look at the property. But I found this property from driving for dollars, and that's I love driving for dollars. It's one of my favorite my favorite source of leads.
0: You could probably start a bird dog program, couldn't you, in your own markets. Um and get higher people to drive around town looking for vacant properties for you.
1: Yeah, you can definitely do that. But, um, I was just talking to a friend last night and he told me that he actually has people do, uh, give him properties and he doesn't pay them up front, but he pays them on the back end after they, after he closes on the deal. Nice.
0: Yeah. That's so the way I, you should set it up.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that approach better. <laughs>
0: Now, you mentioned Accurant for doing your skip tracing. Is that right? Uh, yes. Accurant. How do you spell that?
1: Um, A-C-C-U-R-I-N-T.
0: Okay. And then about what is the charge per search?
1: Well, they charge you on a monthly basis. It's about $250 a month. Okay. But it's. I tell you what, it's worth it. It's one of the best um, skip tracing services out there.
0: Excellent. And you use it quite a bit?
1: Uh, I, I don't use it as much as I should, but, um, I probably use it around 20 times a month.
0: Okay. Very cool. And, um, talk about, uh, talk about your notes. Um, you're finding properties that, um, maybe you can't do a traditional wholesale on, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you create notes on those properties?
1: Uh, just a simple promissory note. Um, if for for those of you who are used to doing lease options what i'll do is i'll tell them that this lease option is not uh they aren't able to follow through with the purchase of the property until this promissory note is fulfilled yeah and you know what that what that'll do is is if they they'll put a large down payment down so i'll probably get if the if the down payment originally is $10,000 on the property i'll get 5,000 and then i'll have an note for uh, the additional 5000 spread out over the course of 18 months. Okay. And um, I use a service called, uh, I can't think of the service off the top of my name, but it'll be uh, uh, off the top of my head, but it services the payments uh, of okay. the promissory note. So it'll deduct it from their account every month. Um, I just got a payment today for $167 on a note that I had over 18 months. But um, you know they'll direct it into my account. And once they finish paying it off, they'll be able to follow through with the purchase of the property.
0: Excellent. So you're you're structuring creative deals. Um and, and yeah. you could create notes for anything. It doesn't have to be a lease option deal, right?
1: Yeah, you can create notes for anything. I've heard people creating notes with their buyers on um rehab properties. Uh you can you can do it on pretty much anything. Um,
0: you know, I was I was um I was thinking, you know, you could, if you had a deal that you wanted to sell for uh, ten grand. I mean, you you wanted Mm -hmm. to make ten grand wholesaling fee on it to a to a cash buyer, Mm -hmm. Um, and he only had five. You could potentially create a note for that other five, but then somebody's going to ask. Well, you know, what if they don't? What if they stop paying? What do you do then?
1: Take, take the property back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now if it's a lease option promissory note, you're not recording that though, right?
1: Uh no, that that's not recorded. Um you know, you can't you really if they stop paying honestly, uh you know, they can walk away, but what you what you can do is is if you have their social security number, you can actually claim you can uh file that as them receiving income because they're not paying you. So you can send them a uh what is it? a uh a, a W-9 uh Yeah, ten ninety nine. Yeah, you can send them a ten ninety nine, and that'll be that'll be income for them, and you can deduct that on your taxes.
0: I'd never thought of
1: that. So that's uh, and you can
0: write that off as a loss on
1: your income. Yes, you can. But if they pay it back, then you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to record it as income received. Wow. So yeah, that's uh. It gets creative.
0: <laughs> I had never thought of that. So you could write it off as a loss. Now, we're not tax experts. Got to get that advice not. out. So we may be wrong. You talk to a talk to an accountant <laughs> on that. But yeah, you give them. I'm writing this down. You give them a 1099, so they have to claim it as income, mm-hmm. and you can claim it as loss. Exactly. Wow. But you know, how often does that happen when they stop making payments?
1: I haven't had it happen. Um, you know, I've had some great people where they won't pay me, you know, they'll say, hey, they'll call me up and they'll say, hey, Mike, I can't make this payment. I'll email you. I'll I'll mail you the check, you know, in 10 days. And they've been great with it. I mean, because these people, they are, are, you know, I screen them to the point where if this was my rental property, I would want them to be my tenant. So I'm getting great people, uh, tenant buyers in the properties. And, um, you know, they love the houses that they're in. The, the uh, land, the, the the landlords, they love having them in there, and uh, it, I've, I've had nothing but great people. So yeah, I haven't had that issue where they haven't paid.
0: Can you talk a little bit about um, the numbers that you have? Like how many um, how many notes do you typically create a month?
1: I use I don't do a ton of them a month. Um, last year, I only created five notes. Okay. Uh, you know, so that I don't do a ton of volume.
0: Okay, but if you wanted to, you could create more,
1: and yes, yeah, uh you yeah, know, yeah. like
0: what if you did this, Mike you know, if you're going to wholesale a property and you would normally make five grand on it, what mm-hmm. if you tried to make ten on it and just require five thousand down as a you know maybe um I'm just thinking out loud here, maybe I'm not making any sense, but you know what if you required a, a ten thousand dollar assignment fee? Uh, and only collected five now and set up payments for the rest over the next couple years. Mm. I mean, if that, the that, with the it investor. Def-
1: it's possible. You definitely can do something along those lines. I would be more inclined to do that rather than to do an un- unsecured promissory note or because I can record that note against the property.
0: Yeah. I mean, if the if the deal's good enough and you got a lot of interest in this home, you know, you might be expecting a five thousand dollar wholesale fee or assignment fee, um, but you could sell that contract for ten grand, and uh, say, "Look, I'll finance fifty percent of this. So you pay me fifty percent now, and pay me the rest over the next twelve, twenty-four months." Um, th- the key to this is you got to look at your deals as how can you make this attractive to your end buyer, right? Uh, how can I make this deal that I have under contract uh, presentable marketable to whoever I want to sell it to, whether it's a tenant buyer or a cash buyer um, i know I know guys that are getting these properties under contract in Detroit or Michigan, and they are um you know they're getting them under contract for for 20 grand they're fixing them up and they're selling them to investors for forty grand twice for what twice of what they they bought it for right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, you know, they're still, they're getting them at such good discounts, they can do that. So the house is worth 50, let's say. They buy it for 20, put 10 in it. So they're 30 into it. They're selling it at 450 to an investor, but they're telling the investor, look, just put 50, we'll finance, we'll finance it for you, all right? We'll, you you pay 50% and we'll finance the rest over the next five years, okay? So then what they're doing is they, they get their money back plus a whole, their typical wholesale fee up front, okay, and then they get the cash flow over the next five years by selling that property to the investor.
1: And they, I, I tell you what, it, I, lo- I love the, the sound of that because the cash flow. I'd rather take you know one hundred and sixty dollars a month over three hundred dollars up front or three thousand dollars up front.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I gotta think more about that because that's really a great strategy. If you got a deal, as long as it's a good deal and the numbers work. You know, you mm-hmm. could you know, you're you're all in it at twenty five, you could wholesale that for thirty. Um but what if you sold it for for fifty, um, put a tenant into it, or you know, what if you could just put an owner financing buyer in it. So you don't oh, have boy. to worry about being a landlord, right? Just um, sell exactly. it on owner financing. Put an owner occupant in it who is going to have to go fix it up and be responsible for all the maintenance and repairs without a doubt. No no tricky lease option games like you're only responsible for some of it. But, like, they own the house, right? And you don't have to worry about uh-huh. inspections. Like here in St. Louis, you got to get inspections, occupancy inspection to get tenant in it, right? But if you sell it with owner financing, you don't have to have that. And they're mm. responsible for getting all that done. So, anyway, you package the deal together. Where you put an owner-occupant selling it on owner financing on there, and then you're, you know, you're all in it for 25. You sell it for 50, and you tell the investor, look, this thing is getting 700, 800 a month in rent or payments, monthly payments, and uh, I'll finance 50% of it for you. So you put down 50%, and I'll finance the rest. Now you're <laughs> getting, and they get that cash flow. That's still a good deal for everybody but you've just, exactly it you, is you've structured it now where you're it's creative and you can make um you can make some cash flow on that make a little bit of upfront and cash flow over the next several years
1: that, that, that's that's the whole goal i mean that that sounds that sounds good
0: <laughs> well cool so put that in your pipe and smoke it everybody um, cause that can be uh that could be a deal changer for uh, a game changer for a lot of people if they if you caught what we were talking about um all right, well, Mike, what uh, what are you seeing this these days? That uh, what, where do you see the market heading right now? I mean, you're doing this in diff- different markets. Are you starting to see a rebound? Are you starting to see um, maybe a double dip recession in the market? What do you feel? What's your what's your feeling of where the market's heading over the next couple of years?
1: Man, I, a lot of people they they tell me, um, "Hey, Mike, you know, yeah, how how does the market affect your business?" And it really doesn't because you. You know, you're always going to have people who are motivated to sell their home. You just have to go out there and find them. Yeah. Uh, um, what I what I am seeing, though, is that um, in my area locally here in Richmond, you know, home values are actually going down, uh, um, you know, compared to last year. But, wow. you know, they're still, you know, they're, they're sitting on the market, you know, for 30 days or, or less once they're completely rehabbed. So home values are going down, but people are buying. They're constantly buying. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, see, I, see, I see it, you know, increasing, home sales increasing in the next, you know, in the next year, two years probably.
0: Very cool. Okay. Mike, uh, one last question for you. If you were to be dropped into a new city that you'd never been to before and mm-hmm. uh, your back was against the wall, you had to make, you know, $5,000 to feed your kids um, or whatever, uh, and, and you had to make some money fast, what would you do?
1: The first thing that I would do is uh, uh th- do I have a vehicle and <laughs> do I have uh, any mel- mel- money to melt uh, I'll
0: let you I'll let you have like a 1980 Datsun's
1: Okay so it drives it works Yeah Yeah <laughs> Okay uh what I would do is uh I would drive it around and I would look for these vacant properties Um you know I'm really not big on uh you know knocking on doors but I mean if I you know if I had to and I was just placed in this city I'll look at these vacant properties, I'll knock on the doors of the neighbors, and I'll try to find out what's the history on these properties. Um, you know, once, I, once I'm able to get in touch with an, a homeowner, I'll then tell them, hey, I'm interested in buying your property, let me know if you're interested in selling it. Uh, from there, I'll, you know, negotiate with them, get it under contract, and I'll plop it on Craigslist and try to sell it in, uh, for a $5,000 assignment fee.
0: Okay, cool. So you'd, you would drive for dollars. Let me let me throw a twist at you, a curveball. Uh, what if uh, you didn't have a car, but you had a
1: computer? I didn't have a car, but I had a computer. Okay, um, in that case, what I would do is uh, um, I would log onto my computer, and what I do is I'll find the MLS for my area. Now, you're not going to be able to get MLS access, but what you can do is most of these realtor sites out there, they have uh, – they they have mock MLS systems where, where you can see all of the properties that they have listed. So I'll go in there and I'll look for properties that was listed um, that have been on there for longer than you know uh, four months, longer than six months. And I'll go and I'll find these properties and I will pull up the addresses and I'll go into county records. I'll look for the owner and I'll try to get in touch with the owner and tell them, hey, we know you have your property listed. Uh, I wanted to talk to you directly and I'm able to do this cuz I'm not an agent. So, I'll talk to them and I'll let them know, "Hey, we're interested in buying your property. We can work with your realtor. Um, you know, we had, it, you know, we had it listed for a long time. Let's work up a deal." Um, and that's actually that's actually one of my strategies that I that we had what we do now and I have my assistants call them and uh I let them know we're interested in buying their properties and it works probably about 20% of the time.
0: Wow. So you you just look for do you use that uh accurate service to find the owner's information.
1: Uh yes, I do, but for people who aren't able to get that service, you know, a simple yellow pages search or a simple um, you know, Google search, you can find, you know, phone numbers of homeowners and if you can't find the phone number of that homeowner that owns that house, I like to go on Google Maps and I look for the addresses that are next to those homes and I'll Google's out I'll, I'll put in the yellow pages the neighbor's ad uh address. I'll get a neighbor's phone number, call the neighbor, and then tell the neighbor, "Hey, do you have any information about the property next door to you?" Excellent. Most of the time, they'll they'll be more than happy to give it to you.
0: I love that idea. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing this down. <laughs> um. But you you know you do say, "Hey, we'll, we'll be willing to work with your realtor,"
1: but yeah. And so most of the time, the realtors will work with you because if we get this property for twenty thousand dollars, they're only going to see a six percent commission on that, which is nothing. And then we'll go and offer them, you know, a thousand dollars once we close on it. Yeah. So they're they're more than they're more than happy to work with us.
0: So you're saying you said a number twenty percent, about twenty percent of the deals that you go out and look for that the seller is interested in talking to you.
1: Well, I'm talking about if I get in touch with 10 people from these from these leads, uh, two people will be willing to work with me. Wow.
0: that's Those are good numbers.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely is a, a good lead source. So I'm surprised. And the, you, and the reason why. Yeah, go ahead. And the reason why this, because you can always, you can submit an offer on MLS properties this way, but. What happens is is these homeowners, and a good thing about wholesalers is we're able to break it down to homeowners in a way that they can understand. Realtors, they only know the MLS and listing the properties on the MLS, but they're not going to tell the homeowner, hey, listen, if you sell this property as is, you know this is really what you're looking for. Well, wholesalers, when they talk to homeowners, we say, listen, these properties have sold for cash in similar condition of your home. We'll cover closing costs, we'll pay your realtor, and we'll, you know, we'll close on this property within you know, uh, you know, two to three weeks. Well, that's more appealing to them if the realtor would have just explained that, hey, they can work with these individuals, then it would make more sense to them. So that's why we're able to get these deals because we break it down to them so that they can understand how it works.
0: So you're, that's interesting. You're telling the sellers, all right, look, you're showing them comps, right? You know, mm-hmm. of what similar homes you're selling for to investors.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you're saying, look, I'll pay you this or a little less or whatever, but I'm going to pay all your closing costs and I'll pay your realtor commissions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Of course, the, the seller <laughs> really is because it comes out of <laughs> their pro, but I really like the way you phrase that, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, cause you can tell them, Hey, I'll, I'll give you $20,000 and out of the 20,000 that you're getting, none of that goes to the realtor. I'll pay the realtor, which it comes from our assignment fee. Right. So it's it, uh, it's appealing to them.
0: Very cool. Now I'm surprised that you didn't say anything about um, you'd get on the on Craigslist and, and contact sellers on Craigslist.
1: Oh yeah, that that's uh that's another source. I mean, it's just a ton. Yeah, <laughs> it's a ton of ways that you can just go out there. But you know, those are the those are the ones that uh, I hope we didn't lose you. Uh, those are the icing on the cake.
0: Okay, good, good. I, I, was, I thought we lost you for a second. So you would do, you drive for dollars if you have a, if you had a 1980 Datsun. Um, and uh, if you didn't have even a car, you would go to the library, get on a computer, and uh, <laughs> and find MLS properties that have been listed for over six months and contact the owners.
1: Exactly, brilliant. and that doesn't even that doesn't even require you sending out any mail pieces.
0: That's brilliant. Well, Mike, you've been uh, very, very gracious. Um, you know, I just thought of something. Um, I'm writing this down. Okay, sorry, um, Mike. You've been very gracious. I appreciate the time. How can people go get more information about you?
1: Uh, If you guys would like to get more information about me um, and also use the yellow letter that I send out to these owners, um, my website is www.wholesalinghouses101.com. That's Um, wholesalinghouses101.com. I also have a ton of videos out there on YouTube, YouTube backslash wholesalinghouses101.com.
0: Yeah, Mike, you do have a lot of really good information. Um, Guys, I encourage you to join Mike's mailing list because he does these really good webinars and interviews with people um, who are crushing it and and doing deals. And um, I want to commend and recommend Mike to you guys. Uh, He's one of the good guys. He's actually doing deals, and he understands systems and VAs, and uh, he knows how to turn uh, your trash into cash, right, because (laughs) he takes these deals that people throw away normally. And uh, and, or ignore, and you can make deals out of them. Um, So you'll learn something from Mike. I'd encourage you to go there to his website. I was going to just mention one thing. You know, you could mail yellow letters to these guys um, who have these old listings. uh, But Mm -hmm. you could also. I just learned this the other day from our last guy that we interviewed, Rob Gillespie, um, that he likes to put those yellow those yellow letters and put them on their doors. Mm. So he hires a guy. Um it works out to be about a, a dollar a letter, which is about what it would cost to mail it, okay? About the same. Yeah. But he will he'll actually pay a guy to drive through town and stick these get a piece of tape, print out the yellow letters and put them on their door. Um and he gets a much higher response rate by doing that mm. than sending it through the mail. Um so just something to think about. A little tip Definitely. for you guys. Um, cool, guys. Wholesaling Houses 101 is Mike's site. He's got a lot of good videos. Just look him up on YouTube. You'll find him find him there. And also our website, again, it's wholesa- um, what is it? realestateinvestingmastery.com to get our Fast Cash Survival Kit. Um, and if you have questions for Mike, um, leave them in the comments section on our website. And I'll make sure he gets them. Or you can go to his website and probably just find a way to contact him there. Thanks for your time, Mike. We really appreciate it.
1: Joe definitely appreciate you having me on.
0: All right, see you guys. Bye.